Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good day, everyone. We have been talking about the four faces of life. When God puts his life within us by his spirit, he wants us to express his life to the world. And we are seeing that as that life is expressed, it comes forth in one of four ways. Now, of course, this is not exhaustive, but we are speaking about these four different aspects. And we have used the word life to illustrate this as L-I-F-E. God's life within us comes forth as love, integrity, forgiveness, and excellence. And we have been talking about the first aspect, love. You know, this is so basic that we miss it. Jesus said, By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. John says, We know whether we have passed from death unto life if we love the brethren. Love is so important. It is the hallmark of a Christian. It is the major expression of God's Spirit within us is that we love one another. Now, we know that. We know this so much, and yet, has it really gripped us? Do we really understand what it means to show forth his love? Now, yesterday we saw in 1 John 3.16 and in John 3.16 that to love is to give. Hereby we perceive the love of God because he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. And God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So we saw that the essence of love is giving. The focus of love is others and the motive of love is unselfish. We're not trying to get something back in return. So our working definition is Love is giving unselfishly to the needs of others without regard to personal recognition or reward. Now, there is a very interesting aspect of love that we need to really get a handle on. And Jesus said that this love is a commandment. In 1 John 3.23, he says, And this is his commandment, that we should believe on the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. And John 15 verses 12 to 13 says, And this is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this than to lay down one's life for his friends. We see here that love is a commandment. Now how can this be? How can love be a commandment? Isn't it that we just love someone or we don't love someone? How can love be a commandment? How can you just point to someone and say, now love that person? We think that love is a feeling. Love is something that we have no control over. I either love someone or I don't love someone. In fact, a lot of people get divorced on the premise of, I don't love that person anymore. And so they feel justified in leaving because I don't love. I would like to love them, but I can't love them. So there's no sense continuing. But Jesus cuts through this and says that love is 
a commandment. Now, here is the basic understanding that we need to come to. Love is not just a feeling. It is a decision. Now, hear me again. Love is not just a feeling. It's a decision. Now, we talked yesterday about the different kinds of love, that there is a human love and there is a divine love. And I must say that human love basically is a feeling. We love someone because of the way the other person makes us feel. When we say, I love you, a lot of times we mean, I love how you make me feel. I love being around you. I love the attention you give me. And when we say we don't love someone, we're really saying, I don't love how you make me feel. I don't love being around you. I don't love the attention you give me. Human love is a responsive love. Human love is a very selfish love. We love someone because of the benefit that they give us. I remember one time listening to a wedding ceremony, and in the vows that the couple made to each other, they said that they would be united as long as they both shall love. And I thought to myself, this isn't going to last very long. This marriage could be over very quickly. You see, if it's based on as long as we both shall love, and that is human love, well, as soon as the other person is unloving, then I lose my love and we might as well break up. And sad to say, 50% of marriages break up because I tell you, 50% of the time, we're not going to be loving to one another. But is there something different? Is there something beyond human love? Yes, there is. It is God's love. He showed it to us. It says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He didn't just love us because we were good and that we deserve to live. No, he gave his life for us while we were yet sinners. He laid down his life for us when we were miserable, when we were unloving. And he said in the same way, we need to love one another. And he gives us this command. How are we going to keep this command? This is not just something I must muster within me and I have to go against all my human feelings to do this. No, we have to love one another with God's love. We need to reach into God's reservoir of love and allow it to come forth through us to others. Remember what we have been saying about expressing the life of God? We have spoken about it as being a light bulb, that there has to be an electricity there has to be a current that flows through that light bulb in order for it to shine. And so it is with loving people. It cannot just be our mustering of our own efforts to love, but we must allow God's love to come forth through us. But we also have to give ourselves to that. We have to understand what love looks like. We need to understand that face of God's life. He has called us to be loving and to actually lay down our life for others. We have to come to grips with this issue. Am I a giver or am I a taker? There are basically only two kinds of people in the world, givers and takers, and we are all born as takers. You can see it in a young baby who is first born. They're only thinking about themselves and they cry. And if you take something from them, they are going to whine until they get their way. We all come into this world grasping and with a taker attitude. And God wants to transform us. This whole aspect of becoming born again is that God transforms us from a taking, grasping attitude to a giving attitude. 
He wants to change us on the inside, put his love within us so that we can allow it to come through us. A taker approaches every decision with these questions. What's in it for me? How will this affect me? How will I benefit as a result of this? What will this cost me? How will I be inconvenienced? That's a taker's attitude. When involved in a project, a taker's attitude is, how will I profit from this? How will I get credit for this? How will I benefit from this? Where a giver's attitude is just the opposite. It's what's in this for others. How will this benefit the other individual? What will this cost them? What will be the inconvenience to the other individual? How can I give the credit to them? How can I give the profit to them? That is a giver's attitude and that cuts against every selfish bone in our body. And we cannot just change ourselves from a taker to a giver with a snap of our fingers. But we can look to Christ and say, Lord, I want this to come forth. I want my mind renewed. I want to think differently. I want to realize what it really means to be a Christian. How terrible it is to call ourselves Christians and not recognize the main attribute of being a Christian, and that is love. We can say we love someone But the proof is in the pudding. What are we going to do? How do we act? When we get $100, do we think of how can I spend this for me? Or how can I help someone else with this? When you have an extra hour, do you think how can I spend this hour for my benefit? Or how can I spend this hour for someone else's benefit? When you have a possession, do you constantly view how can this possession benefit me? Or how can this possession benefit someone else. This is what it means to be a Christian. This is the command he gives us. This is the face of Christ's life. He is a giver. He lays down his life for us. That's why 1 John 3.16 says, Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our life for our brothers. Jesus laid down his life, his entire ministry, not just at the end when he laid down his life on the cross. He actually carried that cross his entire ministry. He was always focused on others. You know, why do you think it was that Jesus prayed at night or very early in the morning? Was there some special benefit of of praying when it's dark outside? No, he prayed at night because his waking hours, his daylight hours, was given to other people in ministry. They were always pressing in upon him. But he never denied them. He always was receptive to them. The other disciples would say, don't bother the master. Or, keep the children back. Don't bother the master. And yet Jesus was always receptive. He'd say, no, let the little children come to me. He always ministered to the needs of people. He laid down his life for people. Why do you think he slept in the boat during the storm? Because he was exhausted. He gave his life constantly for other people. And when he just got alone in the boat, he could sleep through a storm, not because of some divine attribute of being able to sleep. He was so tired because he gave his life for others. He laid down his life for others, and we ought to lay down our lives for others. Are you a Christian? 
Are you showing Christ's life? This is the profile of being a Christian, being loving towards others. That's all the time we have for today. We'll continue tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Before I go, the material I'm covering now on the program is from my book, Is There More to Life Than Living? It is available for purchase on Amazon or from the church office. Get it for yourself or to pass on to a friend. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. But as you know, we are not meeting there right now due to the coronavirus. Instead, we are streaming our Sunday service online starting at 1030. Go to our website at kwcf.org to check out all the details. We are living through difficult times right now, but the Bible tells us to cast all of our care on Him, for He cares for us. So till next time, let God keep your life in balance.